Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. A shy, artistic loner growing up in the Bronx, 14-year-old Eleanor is tormented at school because of a large birthmark actually birthmarks, pardon me, on her face. At night, she begins visiting another world, vast and desolate, where the where she encounters another being who is like her. But when Eleanor is forced to, into a confrontation at school, she faces a series of unexpected consequences and may have to leave her other world behind forever. That's the uh, backstory behind the film The Fever and the Fret, and a wonderful film that is premiering at the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival in a couple of days, and we'll be talking about that with the writer and director, Kath Gullick. Kath, welcome to Film School. Hi, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I love these kinds of films. Your sort of film, it's a, uh, it's a film that leaves a lot to the imagination. There's a lot of things left unsaid, moments in it where you as a viewer sort of have to fill in the uh, the backstory or the blanks and uh, just a terrific and this idea of this sort of altered state as well I think that's a that's a wonderful device when used effectively and it is in this film tell me where this story came from I was um, looking for something that my actress and I could make together and um, I'd had a couple scripts that I had shopped around that would have been you know more expensive, I guess. It's not stuff you can make on your own. Mm-hmm. And no one was interested in them. So we were trying really hard to think of something that, that we could finance ourselves. And um, I was sort of bumbling around New York, watching different movies, as one does, and uh, stumbled into the theater where Tony Stone's Severed Rays was playing. And um, if anyone's not familiar with it, it's this kind of art piece about these two Vikings wandering across North America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's really uh, just moody, and you get sort of swept into it. There's lots of music and not a lot of talking. And the, Tony shot this on his parents' farm. It's just a couple of guys and some trees. And it really made me realize that um, you can kind of think bad, uh, big, but shoot in the forest or shoot, you know, anywhere where there's not a car or, or a telephone pole and, and it'll get bigger that way. So um, then we started trying to think of things that, that had that flavor or that had, that would sort of point at a, a bigger universe beyond what was inside the frame of the camera. Mm-hmm. And we came up with the idea of this girl having a mental breakdown and she starts hallucinating things and through that we get to to visit this other world, uh, yeah. which is just Iceland, <laughs> very otherworldly, uh, and gave us a reason to go to Iceland to shoot some some kind of dream sequences. Yeah. Uh, for the record, you're the first person in the history of film school, which goes back 11 or 12 years now, to bring up Tony mm-hmm. Stone's Severed Ways. And I, <laughs> by some happenstance, actually interviewed Tony for that film and... It, and I have to say, it has left an impression on me to this day. It's it's be, 
I don't I can't even explain why that is. Uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned the sort of sparseness of it, the sort of this sort of naked reality of it. Uh, it felt mm-hmm. very much like that. Yeah, this is probably the way it was for these two Norsemen who are separated from their uh, from their uh, friends from their uh, landing party party that apparently came from from. Norway or wherever they came from, and they are suddenly yeah. having to deal with this very alien territory, alien mm-hmm. environment. And in some ways, this echoes that the idea of being disconnected, of, of trying to navigate in a world that is hostile and mm-hmm. is unfamiliar in many ways, it echoes mm-hmm. in your film. Is, is that uh, yeah. consciously or uh, subconscious? I'm sure it's subconscious, um, but and yeah, I, I definitely liked that feeling in Tony Stone's film. Um, just the yeah, there, there was not any cushions there. <laughs> you just kind of had to yeah. deal with what was in front of you. Yeah, a world completely unknown to them, at least as, and but the these two uh, these two guys try to navigate it. In this case, we have. Eleanor trying to navigate this world in which she is living with her grandmother, um, the mm-hmm. circumstances of which I'm, I'm not quite clear of how all of that happened, in the, but at the mm-hmm. same time, talk, talk to us about, and you, you had mentioned just prior to this, uh, you had mentioned you, you and your, your actress, so, that, so you're, I assume you're speaking of Adelina Amosco, mm-hmm. am I saying that correctly? Mm-hmm. Adelina Amosco, yeah. Yeah. So you had her in mind, so you sort of had her cast and then went looking mm-hmm. sort of for a story that would would work for her. Yeah. Well, how, um, had you worked with her prior to that, or is it just, she, you just felt like yeah. she was a talent? Okay, you had. So um, before, a couple of years before that, I don't know how I got into doing like an off, off, off Broadway show. I think it may have been because I was um, stage managing a burlesque show and the owner mentioned that we could just keep using the theater to put on plays if any theater people were around and uh, so I thought it would be a good opportunity to put on a play and um, so I chose uh, one of my favorite plays which is a Greek tragedy Medea mm-hmm. uh, written by Euripides I feel so silly <laughs> why, why? I don't know it, it's like such intense like super serious material like no smiling allowed like really really intense mm-hmm. um so and this is the story of um there's this barbarian woman named Medea who is married by a Greek prince and is nominally you know brought into Greek society um but then uh her husband the Greek prince realizes he's going to get more citizenship rights to a certain uh, Greek country if he can marry a Greek princess instead of a barbarian person. So he doesn't even bother divorcing her because he says their marriage means nothing because she's barbarian, marries this Greek princess. And uh, Medea, the barbarian lady, um, is so upset that she kills their two sons as a form of revenge against former husband and it works <laughs> his life is ruined so. and, but uh, 
the, the cool thing about Euripides' play is that Medea um, doesn't want to kill her sons, but her pride and her need for revenge is just too strong. And so we had so much fun, like, chewing through all of the language for all of that, where she has to go back and forth and scream and cry. Uh, And then we were like, okay, well, we need to keep working together. This is awesome. And went from there trying to find a project to do. But I just want to say that the burlesque theater, um, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with burlesque, but it's like a revived art form this time, you know, for and by women and and, um, other people who might also enjoy it. But it's Mm -hmm. like stripping in a sexy sort of intellectual way. And then the theater itself was decorated in like red and gold and weird lights. So we were performing this Greek tragedy, this really raw Greek tragedy in this really awesome like red and black and gold theater with like it was just a really cool. What a, what a quite a setting, concept. quite a setting for yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, well, let, let's talk about the uh, this. The film is. The, by the way, we're speaking with uh, Kath Gullick, mm-hmm. and she is the director of a film called The Fever and the Fret. It's opening at the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. You're out here for that. Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. well, the the it's the, when it screens and um, anything else. Sure. Um, so screening on May 9th at 7 p.m. at Regal LA Live. Um, and the cast will be there. Adelina will be there. A bunch of the other cast will be there. We'll also have Ivory Aquino, Kathleen Chango, um, Jenny Moon, Vanessa Carmona, and Viet Vo. Um, and they'll all be there to support the film. And um, Viet is uh, one of the funnest persons for us to have along with the film because mm-hmm. he really digs the film and the film is so experimental and sort of wishy-washy that you can watch it and not really know what's happening um but some people will watch it and like just be so in tune with it that they've picked up on all of these weird little signals that the film is putting out and so yet was one of those people and he now understands the film better than i do like he sees all these connections that are you know some of them are not even intentional and so uh, we'd like to put them up on the Q&A so that people can ask questions like, what was your film about? Or right. why did your film do that? <laughs> right. uh, and be well, it's there to explain. Well, I can tell from our conversation and the genesis of the story that you're writing and you're directing uh, and you're, well, you're filmmaking. There are a lo- it is a lot of subconscious uh, uh, elements in, in the film and in this mm-hmm. and in your approach to it. Um, Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the film. It, it reminded me of a lot of different films and, and uh, that I, I just like as well. But I love, again, the sort of ethereal nature of it, uh, the kind of uh, feeling over over sort of linear logic. Uh, I like I like those kinds of things. And really, uh, Adelina did a, a terrific job. And there's a, it's a good cast of people around her. But I thought, yeah, obviously, she carries the film. It's up to her to make it work. And she does. She does very well. She's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's incredible. Really, thank you so much for the film. I look forward to uh, being at the film festival. That's Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. People can go to the website for uh, The Fever and the Fret, and that is? Mm-hmm. Uh, com. There you go. Kath Gullick, thank you so much. I look forward, truly look forward to more work from you. Please let me know when, when you've got something in the works, and I'd love to have you come back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.